welcome back to another week of Riffs and Scripts. Riffs and Scripts. Um, so, there's so much we want to chat about today. Um, Boom. But before we do that, before we get into it, Cole, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I had a great weekend. Did you? Um, yeah. Oh, I you saw Nate, around. didn't you? Yeah, I had, I had Luke and Nate. Around my house. Oh my goodness! To molest as I please. Um, <laughs> Did you use protection? Uh, uh, no, never. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I got. Do you know what? This is going to sound ridiculous because if you've if you've listened to the podcast um, for a while, you would know I'm not perhaps the most masculine of men. Um, I'm not. You I'm say not it most weeks. You're like, you're like, I'm actually not very masculine. I hope I you know, don't mind. I know. I know. <laughs> But we That's had my a impression couple of, of beers. <laughs> we had a couple of... We had a cu- oh, sir. Hello, hello, my hello. Oh, I'm hello. not particularly masculine. But Apart I... from my massive balls. But... <laughs> Sorry. Does um, your dick just sit on them like it's a beanbag chair? <laughs> like, it's like... <laughs> oh my God, we're both so tired. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like a hamster sitting on a giant pumpkin. Oh, the imagery. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway. So early in. You I saw can literally, the band. Like, like, I'm looking yeah. at the sound I'm wave. I'm sorry. And, like, yeah. yeah no, we, we, we had a couple of beers and we watched the football and it was great. It was really nice. And I got to actually see them. And um, me and Nath were supposed to be doing loads of band work. But then Luke rang us and was like, do you watch the football tonight? And we were like, fucking yes, we do. Yes, we yeah, fucking do. do it. So, um, we... Um, yeah, watch the football. And we won 4-0. Oh, yeah. It's coming home. It's coming home. home. Do you know what? Do you remember in 2018? Yes. When it was, yes. that was the actual thing. And every, I actually felt it like I really felt it then. I don't feel it right now. But like, I, I really felt it. I didn't feel um, it, but I got it. I was and, like, yeah, fair enough, guys. Let's like, get hyped. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. And I was just fucking spamming that meme so hard fucking loved it i fucking loved it but um no i had a great weekend we did some stuff we went through um how many songs we've got up for, got for the next um album and we realized we we're on 17 different songs shit so that's a to, lot that's a good thing yeah that's a good thing so, so we need to whittle it down that's what we want to do you whittle it yeah, down pick your favorites and then we go um okay what's the concept or the general idea behind this album and then i mean the thing is with in terms of favorites we don't generally get to this point that we've already got to unless mm. we already like everything a lot so we're going to be like, you know, what's the kind of general theme of the album? Then we're going to put those ones and then save what, those. What the fits ones together for the next record in a good or structure. Or for the future. Yeah, you know. for sure. Um, and some of them are just like brilliant riff ideas because we throw away loads of ideas all the time. Of which course. I think is and an sometimes thing. they might make their way back. Yeah. When you're younger, you don't tend to do that as much. You tend to be like, yeah, that'll do. But now we're just like, no, no, we don't want it. So fuck off. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's part of it is knowing when to work on something. So yeah. How was your delicious weekend and bore my weekend i like i'm I'm really reaching that teacher fatigue that you get in july so i want to go back in time and observe all my childhood teachers and <laughs> and because i'm like you wanted the summer more than i did didn't you because yeah, that's how i feel like my kids are actually being great but i'm just so knackered and teaching comes with a lot of bureaucracy and i hate bureaucracy um so my weekend was when i was doing loads of teaching and then i came home as if i'd just been in vietnam but then <laughs> yesterday i went to go see um a very good friend of mine who is in 
a production of Romeo and Juliet at the moment. Um, it's Mark Boom. Zayat. He directed Sweeney and the Lady Macbeth thing. And he went to the same drama school as me. Like we, we're friends and colleagues. And with some, it's, I love our relationship actually, because sometimes there have been stages where, because I was a bit older than him, a little bit ahead of him, went to drama school a few years before him. Um, I, I would like big sister him but then we've swapped that round because I have then ended up working for him. So we've got this really lovely relationship where we can take it in turns to like support the other. And it's really nice. So he is in Romeo and Juliet at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre at the moment. Boom. So, you know, Boom. it's one of the theatres that has been able to open a bit sooner because it's open air. Um me and another actor friend of mine who we're all really good mates we went to go together and what does it do it pisses down with rain and the show had uh. to get called off we were so bummed out like oh so yeah the day that he had friends come to watch um it had to it had to get called off after like 10 yeah. minutes like Standard. literally like two scenes so um we went for a drink anyway and we had a lovely time and you know it was just so nice to be having conversations. I mean, it's one of the reasons you and I do this podcast, but to be having conversations with my people again, you know? My people. Um, You had people who... The the girl playing Juliet, she she and her mum have, like, written books together, and that was awesome. And um, one of the actors, we got chatting about a show that he's written and really positive... um, interest it's had from different writing competitions and i actually said look genuinely um please don't take this too seriously but i do produce fringe stuff so if you do want a bit of help early on and i said i'm not a big big producer yet like i really am not but feel free to get in touch and it was just great and there's one thing i really wanted to come back and talk about (laughs) so one of the people we ended up chatting with was um a sound guy um and he was like third sound not director but third like number three number one apparently just lives in the box with all the buttons and does that and the main part of his job is is handling mics putting mics on actors um making sure they're secure making sure they don't fall making sure that you know all of this and that in itself led to so many funny conversations um he was talking about he worked on school of rock now, obviously, the main part in School of Rock is based on Jack Black. So the casting is uh, like a hairy, chubby guy. But yeah, then yeah, also yeah. the costume is wool and the sweat is insane. Ooh. And like the, the tricks this person was telling me that they use to try and help the mics not get too sweaty. Because when they get too sweaty, they fall off. Because I had yeah, this in a musical do. I was in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he was talking about like how at one point they they cut up a little bit of a tampon and tucked it underneath the mic to just help absorb. And then you had him and two other men <laughs> going, no, like, guys, it's really absorbent. Like, it's really good. Tam-. And I'm just sat there like, oh, bless you. None of you have seen what a tampon looks like when it's, <laughs> when it's like, done its job. Um, but there was a funny story he told, and I literally said, if I don't use any names, can I tell it on my podcast? And he said, yes. Brilliant. So we were saying what's the funniest thing you've observed backstage? Because um, a lot of the time, the kind of tech crew, they do have cameras backstage and in the wings and it's yeah, yeah, for course, various yeah. reasons. And apparently, I will not name any details, but on a show that included people who are under 18, there was someone whose job it was to be a chaperone. So what this person did was just wait backstage and do loads of yoga. And apparently 
Okay. He, he clocked, I think, on a video. I don't think he was physically there. He saw it on a screen, but that detail could be wrong. Someone was like rushing past to get somewhere for a certain queue and she's there in like downward dog and this other person accidentally just bolted her in the face trying to get oh past her because she's there doing like downward dog behind the stage. Oh my God. But yeah, it was really oh, fun. I'm obviously they're gonna they're gonna rearrange our tickets for us, um, so we can actually see the show because we have paid for it. And like, it was the first time I actually went to see something. I haven't been to see anything since lockdown. I had tickets for July that have that had to get cancelled um, for another show, and so I've just got all of these things like in the bank, and I've still not been able to just sit and watch. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. Bloody what are you didn't you get My Chemical Romance tickets or something? I did have My Chemical Romance for 2020 and it got pushed to 2021 and now it's been pushed to 2022. Yeah, Eventually, standard, yeah. I'll get to go to that gig. And I had Hamilton tickets that got sent a voucher and then I used that voucher to get Heather's tickets for this July and then that got cancelled and I have to and I have another voucher that's valid for the rest of the year. So Bloody I just, hell. I'm just... You're just going to be so fucking I'm literally busy. like, just <laughs> let me watch something. <laughs> I just want to go out. But yeah, it was just so nice to be chatting with other creatives yeah. and sharing stories and talking about how they'd edited the the original play and how they'd adapted it. And oh, yum, 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 yum. Delicious. Exactly. Delicious. Nutritious. I um, That did remind me of, of how many injuries I've um sustained just by running into people and bumping into people. You know, I cracked my head open when I was a kid. Um, Never told you that. But, no, um, you didn't. Slid- you know, you know when you go into you know a slidey room. Remember Will and the in between us saying, "Let's take our shoes off and slide." I was <laughs> right. doing that because I was a small child. I didn't see my brother and tripped over his um, foot and went headlong into a table. So Ooh. and then I ended up like this. That's, <laughs> that's how this happened. Um, do you know about um, me cracking my tooth as a kid? No. I fell flat on my face and I smacked my mouth, and um, they didn't realize the damage that had been done for years but basically oh my, my my two front one of my front teeth um kind of basically went dead so the nerve oh, right. the nerve yeah, yeah. holding the tooth in place died so when my grown up tooth was trying to grow the original tooth wouldn't move it was just stuck mm. it was just like fucking rigor mortis in my gum <laughs> and so <laughs> when my when my adult tooth was growing through it had to grow backwards because my tooth just was not shifting and oh um yeah it had to get removed it was like a whole thing but braces it was a whole thing and I, I then had braces and my teeth are nice and straight now oh get you yeah i ripped my ball sack open when i was 12 anyway <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell me what happened. <laughs> what did you do how did you rip your ball sack open <laughs> Oh, you're snorting a lot today. That seems to be your thing today. I know. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. It what is. happened? Um, yeah, I was uh, riding a bike during um, half term, two weeks <laughs> off, and um, I ripped my balls. No, um, there was a path that went. I so, so I'm from a place called Tame, and uh, in Tame, there's this trail that I think used to be a railroad track or something. I don't know, uh, or it syncs up with the railroad track. There's this long trail called the Phoenix Trail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which anyone in kind of um, who lives around the area knows it, and it's just this long trail, and everyone rides their bikes down there and mucks about down there, and kids hang out down there during um, summer and stuff like that, right? And there's a little bit of a place to skate and stuff. Um, I was going down there, and there's part of parts of that trail that are tarmac and parts of it that are gravel, 
and I was going um round kind of the back of Tame and uh on a bike in gravel at top speeds and there was a couple kind of middle aged who weirdly I think in retrospect were my ex girlfriend's parents. Huh. Okay. But I didn't breeze I past think, that. <laughs> yeah. So um they didn't seem to want to get out of the way of, of the on the thing when there was this bike coming straight out. So oh no, we're gonna stay in the middle of the thing on the gravel. So I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I had to go into the grass, right? And then jackknife. So my handlebar, the edge of my handlebar went straight into my balls and cock. And I flipped over and uh, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. And I was actually with my brother and my dad and they were they were like half a mile behind me. And so they walk up to me and, and, and they just see me and I'm just like, like you know, grab Injured, balls. Injured, and, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they go, I know, he's fine. They walk off. Um, so, uh, I don't mind saying this. So I, 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 um, my dad comes up and I'm just like, dad, this fucking hurts. This fucking hurts. And, um, and, he, and, you know, I pull my trousers down a bit, yeah. you know, my boxes, yeah, you kind of, you're down injured. You need the grown and up to help. I'm looking around and I, and I, and I, and I can't see anything. And dad's like, it's all right. You just got hit in the balls. We'll, we'll take you home. It'll be fine. And when I'll you go, said, I, I can't was, see anything. Then, I pictured that they were just gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were gone. Off, fell off in the road. No, yeah. That happened to someone that I know of. Don't tell um, that story. But, just um, finish this no, one. No. Bloody hell. But then, then I'm like, dad, hang on. I'm getting towards the bike. I'm like, dad, not only does it hurt, it's wet. I can feel yeah, I'm wetness. Bleeding. <laughs> and then I looked through and saw that my balls were bleeding. Oh my God. So no one from school ever found out because it happened at the start of half term. Oh. So I sent, spent two weeks with a gauze on my bollocks. They glued the, 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 the sack back together. Nothing was wrong with me. Just just, like, just an injury. Fucking hurt. Yeah, I bet it yeah. did. Do you know what's and, a really um, funny thought is because, you know, because of what t- today's episode is, we're going to have a lot of new listeners and that's their introduction. Oh no. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Here's a story Welcome about my colossal to testicles. Our really serious podcast that you're using to promote your shows. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> well, so uh, this week we are talking about how you can support music and theatre after the lockdown. A lot of people haven't had work this year, and we're just starting to open up. So everyone is trying to you know, get their work, get their shows, get their music seen. So that's what today is about, really. Cole's got some music stuff, but then also the first big thing, especially for independent work, is going to be Camden Fringe, which I mentioned before because I'm producing a show for them called Four Sisters. But we've also gathered a lot of information from other people's shows that we can share with you guys so that you can go and support them. Cole, do you want to go first? I mean, I have some basically some general tips to kind of talk Love about it. because a lot of people don't really know how to support bands and don't don't really kind of get the connection between how bands make money and how bands self-sustain yeah. um and so i thought i'd just give you some general advice because if i mentioned anyone particularly it would be kind of unfair because i know so many bands mm. um so first thing is if you if you really like a band look up look them up on spotify and look up what Spotify recommends you listen to. That sounds like a simple, simple thing. But the more bands you support, you know, the more the more of a wonderful culture of music that you will in turn create and you'll find things that you love. So it's great for you and it's great for the bands who you might discover. Mm. Sounds like a silly basic step, but I think it's important. Didn't you um, also say just thing... whack them on a playlist and then their yeah. numbers improve and their Yeah. Yeah. If you like if you like any band chuck them on a playlist that you put in in the in the shower in the car or or, or when you're doing your gardening or anything like that or doing your cooking you know um 
it might not even occur to you to, to do that. But if you're listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and do that. Make a playlist of your favourite bands because it really helps the bands out for you to have like sustained listens to them. I was looking recently at our um, uh, our stats for where our money has come from mm-hmm. for our online streams and, yeah. and downloads, etc. And I think now most of our money has come from Spotify. Because loads of our fans have put our songs into playlists on Spotify, it means that they're listening to them over and over again, which means more listens for us, more music for them. It's just a great way to work. So... Another thing is that I want to kind of encourage a culture of investing in bands and not just investing money, but investing like yourself in something. Be passionate about the things that you're passionate about because it's good to do that. You know, um, when a band you like is doing really well, you know, share their stuff on your Instagram story or whatever, because it's, it's good for the band. It means more interaction and it means that they can get to their fans better. You know, it sounds silly. It sounds like a big ask. But, but again, these things actually make a huge difference to things like when people buy tickets for shows because some for people sure. miss shows that they don't even know about because you know their bands aren't able to reach them on social media anymore yeah. a lot of that stuff has changed over the last kind of five years a lot of the stuff to do with the algorithms of how yeah. facebook works and twitter works and instagram works so that's really important i mean yeah you um, could even put yourself on because there's a theater equivalent like various mailing lists i mean don't go nuts because yeah. you'll just get miserable but like a festival's mailing list or a venue's mailing list so that then when there is like an open mic night or one show by someone you've never heard of and bless them they could they could probably only fill it once instead of doing a two-week run or whatever like you know about it and if you're around and it's not that expensive you can go fuck it why not exactly i love live music and i don't always need to know the music to enjoy it exactly as long as it's the right genre and the right energy we can all have a good time i mean that that kind of ties into my next point which is um look up your local venues because they will have listings of everything that they've got on. And, you know, a quick Google will tell you, um, oh, this is a really great um, folk band. This is a great indie pop band. You know, this is an electronic band. You know, you can, it's it's not hard for you to find really great bands and really great lineups that you would really like. For sure. Just at local venues. Because from kind of about now on, that's going to start happening more and more with the way that lockdown, lockdown is easing. Yeah. Um, so... Check out your local And those venues. people have struggled this year, you guys. And they've yes. questioned themselves and their talents and they've been alone and they've you like it's been so hard for creatives this year. So like to just show up mm. and like cheer at the end, like it will mean the world to these people. Exactly. There's also um the venues themselves. So um we have talked about this before, but there's a bit of a venue crisis in the United Kingdom there because is, yeah. before lockdown, um there's been a big push to convert things into flats, basically. And people Blech. typically do this thing where um, they will uh, make a noise complaint about a venue that they've just moved in next door to. And then that venue will end up being, oh, you can't put live music on anymore. They, then they lose their main revenue stream and then they get turned to flats. And um, to be honest, there's a lot of big companies that are really enjoying <laughs> making the money out of those spaces, which is really sad because it means yeah. there's less of a platform. And, you know, yeah. the next huge band might not come along if there isn't a space for them to play. That's yeah. that's honestly just true. Um, some other stuff to do, um, you know, if you really like a band, you know, invest in them monetarily by t-shirts by cds by merch if you can by direct from the band because that that is the way to make sure that there's no cut that's being taken by itunes or whoever you know it's or really even a venue venues do, do take a lot of the ticket money which we've talked yeah, about before yeah. we've talked about that and some venues even um take money from the merch so if you if you go up uh, we've talked about that a bit before as well so um 
if you go up to them and, you know, in fact, bands listening as well, come up with options for people to, like, buy merch from you, but then have you post it to them and things like that if, mm. if venues are getting funny with you about merch. Some places don't even give you a place to, like, put your merch out to see it, you know? I mean, um, it's getting and easier it's really and easier to, do. to sell stuff online as well. Yeah, exactly. If you are an, an independent band or company, you can you can do it through social media. You can do yeah. it through a free website. Like, it's cool. Yeah, and bands, you know, um, take advantage of the fact that everyone now, or, or the vast majority of people now, have something like Apple Pay. They can just pay from their phone, yeah. you know, and so get a card reader with wireless on it, you know, all that stuff. Um, uh, the last thing is, go to shows, because you've been locked inside for ages, and you're going to get to go out, and you're going to get to be alive and see other human beings and experience um, something together for the first time in friggin' years, literally years. So remember, go to shows, buy the tickets. Um, grab the t-shirt and tell your friends tell your friends yeah. if someone says um, what have you been up to recently and say you know I've been listening to this band who I've just discovered you know by taking Cole's advice and yeah. listening to a, a, a similar artist on Spotify that kind of thing also you know? personally I just love intimate shows I love stand up comedy in a pub and I love like gigs in Camden so like I went and saw a band that I loved in Camden and they have now exploded and they're doing really well but it was when they were quite small fry really and we paid maybe a fiver yeah. to go and there was a point where we were all like they were kind of finishing up their set and they were like do you know what we've realized we've never crowd surfed and me and my friend Will yeah. looked at each other and I went you lift him up I'll lift her up and we Brilliant. like helped instigate their first Wonderful. ever crowd surf and I just they Wonderful. don't know it was us but I know it was us. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, they're just so great. So, yeah, that's a great list, babe. There's, there is one more thing. Oh, go which on. Which is actually quite specific. There is an app called Bands in Town. And I recommend that everyone gets this app if you like music. So, you know how when you find out that a band played really close to you recently and you didn't even know about it, but just mm. because, you know, the gods of the Facebook algorithms didn't hit you? Yeah. Um, if you get bands in town, you'll get a notification when a band books a show that's near to you, that that you follow that band. Oh, I so love for instance, it. I've been getting um, ones from um, like Rival Sons. I, I, I listened, I've listened to a bit of Rival Sons in the past, and I followed them onto Bands in Town, and they booked some shows. I think they're an American band or a Canadian band or something, probably American. But um, you know, I get notifications when they book a show. You know, within like from kind of London to Oxford, kind of that kind of like Chunk. fifty miles. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of fifty hundred mile kind of. I mean, thing, I live in North London. So I get good. so many notifications. You get loads. You get yeah, loads. Um, but it only things. works. It only works if bands actually like put it on their account. Um, their own their own account. They have yeah. a, a band manager account. But when I book shows, that's what I do immediately. That's how I tell people to do it, and I tell people, you know, um, follow us on Bands in Town. And actually, I can tell you right now, loads of people follow us of our fan base. Follow us on Bands in Town. Mm. So. Get that app. It's a bloody great app. And also, you know, bands as well. When I've built our website stuff, you can get a widget and it just automatically puts your shows up on your website. It's so easy and it's a great thing to do. So people at home, fans and bands, get the app Bands in Town. You'll suddenly find out, oh my God, I can go to this show. It's in a month's time and I've wanted to see this band forever and I thought I was going to miss him. You know, do that. Awesome. Dude, great. I can apply a lot of what you just said to the, the independent theatre scene, for sure. Like I said, you know, um, follow venues and and events. That's like a big one, either online or mailing lists or whatever. Or like, um, uh, there are actually companies that 
have mailing lists specifically for just sending out press releases and things, yeah, yeah, which I've discovered while producing and stuff like that. Um, for sure. And go and see stuff. And yeah, similarly to what you were saying, if you are like a slightly small town creative, if you're a drama student, if you're a new writer, if if you're like, oh, what should I do? Go and see stuff, even if it's not that great. I know that sounds yeah. kind of harsh. I remember, I think I've said this before. I'm not obviously going to say the show, but I went and saw a show a couple of years ago with a friend just because we felt like it, it, we were just like, let's have a night out. We'll get a drink. We'll support let's new theatre and take in a show in London. And it was a one woman show and it was really, really bad. And <laughs> we went, we then, not obviously with the woman, but we went for a drink together afterwards and we were like, right, let's sit and talk about what made that bad. There's so much to learn from that. We were like, okay, I don't think she had someone watching her before the show. I think she genuinely rehearsed on her own. And Mm. I think that you set yourself up for missing things and for not seeing the mistakes because you just can't. Um, You need someone else to watch you. We were like, oh, we really got her point, but she kind of we got lost at this stage or, oh, there was a point where she was miming something, but I but there wasn't a reason for it, like opening a door. And I was like, oh, I don't know why she did that. And it was meant to be like noir style. So then we went, How, what What did she not do that she could have done? And we were like, there weren't any black and white moments or the shutters, yeah, I was, you know, when all you of those noir, things. you immediately think black and white. Black don't you? and You'd white. you have some kind like, of pale wash or something. I don't know. Yeah, like that, her costume you know. was great, but the set, she could have made it really fun. She could have made the whole set out of, um newspapers or something do you know like there is i just don't think she got quite creative enough but that's that's that particular example but my point is there is value in seeing the stuff that isn't great and it's really cheap but also you will find some hidden gems like i show off about the fact that i saw six when it was still at edinburgh fringe and it's now in the west end and on (laughs) tour and i saw the original cast because i saw them when they were brand new and again it's just Mm. fun oh the gems that you find so yeah. as part of all of this, what we've done is we've done a couple of little shout outs to um, say that we'll, we can help promote some of these shows. So essentially what we've done is a lot of people have gotten in touch. I will respond to everyone, uh, but I've basically planned a few a week in the lead up to Camden Fringe this summer, uh, which is throughout August. And I've I've planned the promotions like when we mention which shows based on two things. One being dates so that we're saying the stuff that's happening sooner first and two just being mixing up what we talk about. So we've got three different things we wanted to mention today, Cole. Yeah, boom. The first one is called Juliet and Romeo by a theatre company called Giggle Riot. And this is what they sent me to read out. What do young adults do on a Saturday night? They go to a house party, get drunk and maybe make some questionable decisions. Follow Juliet as she tells the tale of falling for that poor fool Romeo from Tybalt's party to that almost fatal end. See Capulet seduce the handsome Paris, Nursey not know where to turn, Aeschylus lose his temper and Lawrence be about as helpful as he is in the original. Not very. (laughs) Giggle Wright's debut production is full of laughs, tears and a general sense of silliness that we could all do with a bit more of. Classic romance meets contemporary reality. Join us as we drag Shakespeare kicking and screaming into our modern world. (laughs) That's going to be at the Cockpit, a venue that you and I have actually spoken about quite a few times, on the 9th, 10th and the 11th of August. And then it's going to be upstairs at the Gatehouse, 17th to the 22nd of August. For all the shows that we mention, you could probably Google them, but if in doubt, go on the Camden Fringe website. 
I love upstairs at the gatehouse. We haven't talked about that venue before. It's a really nice venue. And the gatehouse is a pub in Highgate that does a really nice roast dinner. My goodness, I love it. Um, And yeah, the gatehouse is the theatre that's upstairs. I saw a production of Avenue Q there. And oh oh my gosh, I've seen Avenue Q three times, right? (laughs) Because I fucking love Avenue Q. And I've seen it in the West End twice. And it was brilliant for different reasons. But at the gatehouse, the comedy just landed 10 times better Mm. because it was Mm. intimate because you're making eye contact with these actors and you're sharing Mm. that energy together. So I think it will be a really great um, venue for a bit of comedy Shakespeare. So best of luck to you, Giggle Riot. Thank you for getting in touch. Also, just a, a side note on that. I saw you sharing your screen earlier. Yeah. Um. When when we were going through the notes, and I loved the tagline. Uh. And it says something like, "You can tell it to me," but it says something like, "Based on that thing by that Shakespeare guy, obviously." <laughs> Based on the play by William Shakespeare, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that's on the bottom of their poster. There you go. I just think that's great. Yeah, the poster looks really cool as well, actually. So, um, I've got another thing that's a bit more serious. Um, that was sent to us by Foot Down Productions. This is Like You, six people, five stories, one truck. Follow the lives inspired by real people as they experience the world of modern slavery. Like You is a live, abstract, physical theatre performance about the timely subject of human trafficking. This show focuses on the journey of six young adults, five females and one queer male that are being trafficked around the UK in the back of a truck. Exploring themes such as drugs, the porn industry, dating apps, travelling and sexual abuse, showing the audience just how close to home this subject actually is. This original script, written by Becca Lum, is the first for the up-and-coming Foot Down Productions. They'll be performing as part of the Camden Fringe Festival on Wednesday the 11th of August at 9.30pm at the Etc. Theatre with tickets costing just £8. So that's, I mean, £8. You can spare £8. Yeah. I spent more more than £8 on lunch in the last couple of days. <laughs> so um, it's true. give that a go. That looks really interesting to me. Yeah. And j- people at home, um, side note, I think we discussed before, um, this is a real thing um, that happens. Um, human trafficking is like this colossal issue. Um, and yeah. it, it will be worth looking at something that kind of explores it a bit. So check out Like You by Foot Down Productions at the Etc. Theatre the on the 11th Theater. of August. See, this is the thing. I know all these venues. <laughs> this is just so my area. The Etc. Theatre is actually in Camden. It's like in the. It's like a five minute from Boom. Camden Station. So if you want to actually enjoy Camden Fringe in there, because a lot of Camden Fringe venues are actually kind of spread out around North London, uh, whereas the Etc. is... So like, yeah, the Gatehouse is in Highgate, but the Etc. is like on the high street and again above a really nice pub and it's got yeah. a lovely beer garden and i'm just going to give a little lowdown to each yeah, venue why not? We why not? <laughs> and for eight, for eight quid it's worth a pot worth do you know the pot. other day you'd, sp- you'd spend more than that on a takeaway that's you know, the thing think about it that way the other day me and my dad were playing tell me you're a londoner without telling me you're a londoner and he came up with a pint for eight quid that sounds about right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah costs about the same as a drink in london Guys, £8 is not much to spend, so go and, go and check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. 11th of August, 9.30pm, etc. Theatre. 
So to finish up, we've got one more that we're going to mention. It's only performing one night on the 10th of August and it's called Going Straight to Gay or Something in Between. A stand-up comedy, one-woman theatre piece that casts light on how society, your partner and yourself cause a lot of difficulties in your relationship, especially if you're with a same-sex partner. It's written and performed by Henriette Lawson, I believe is how I pronounce your surname. Sorry if I got that wrong. It's on at the Miller on the 10th of August and uh, Henry actually sent us in a little clip which I'm going to play for you now. Has anyone here ever been in a gay relationship? Okay. Just me. <laughs> yep, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've always been bisexual even though I was in a slight denial. But when doing your teens, you look for a bra on Victoria's Secret online and ended up with an orgasm instead, the bell should have been ringing. <laughs> um, bisexual, so I'm in between gay and straight, and they say, ah, yeah, no, you. <laughs> you gotta choose one. Between <laughs> on at the Miller on the 10th of August. But that's all we're going to mention today. There were so many people that got in touch. I haven't forgotten you. Um, We will try and fit in as many as we can over the next month or so. Yeah, Yeah. spread it out. So each week we will be mentioning. So today was all about supporting new work after the lockdown. Uh, Each week we'll go back to like picking a different theme. But towards the end of every episode, we'll pick a few people and we'll give them a shout out so that we can spread the word out and support each other. Because, you know, that's what this industry is all about, you guys. Yeah, so as such, this is your opportunity. If you want us to give you a shout out for something that you're doing and you're a creative person, please, please, please let us know. Just uh, drop us an email at riffsandscripts at gmail.com. We will, we will sort it out. Do bear in mind, we record a couple of weeks in advance, you guys, though. So if you if you message us saying, hey, I have a show on Monday, it's too late. <laughs> let yeah, us know late. in advance. Like when your tickets go on sale, let us know. Um, and we'll do our best to represent everyone as best we can thank you so much boom i think that's us good for the day cole i think we might be good amber well folks at home you've been listening to us once again on riffs and scripts my name is cole bryant my name is amber Sava. you can find us on the socials you can email us on our email address otherwise have a great week you guys we'll see you next week see you next week folks bye-bye especially with your if you're especially if i'm gonna say that again <laughs> say that sentence yeah <laughs> fuck me right, sorry 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 it's in the edit this is this is this the is safe great. zone we're in the safe zone <laughs> this is in the post credit zone oh, don't yeah. worry my favorite part of every episode right when we just swear right yeah. i'll shut up you got this Cole already mentioned our email address riffsandscripts at gmail.com we're also on facebook we're on twitter no we're not we're not on twitter <laughs> We're on Instagram. <laughs> You've been listening to other people's podcasts. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, I need a drink. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, check us out. Check us Boom. out. Find us online. Send us messages. And we'll exactly. see you. We're everywhere. We're Just everywhere. Google us. Like a rash. And Exactly. Like herpes. Uh, <laughs> We're like the Black Plague. Cole. We're like COVID. I'll stop that. <laughs> We're like oh my god my will to live is gone right anyway we're everywhere 
was gonna I make, don't know. I was going to make an awful joke, like even do it, in, do your, it, do in, it. in the night time. But that's just creepy. We're inside you. <laughs> Is this blasphemy? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, please cut <laughs> this. Know. We're just out. like Jesus. We're literally omnipresent. So. We've got a quite long post-credit sequence. I like that because there's so much stupid shit. 